Have you thought this through? No way will that work. Are you sure? Is there any money in that? You'll never make any money doing that. How are you going to pay the mortgage? Just get a job. You're going to try to tell that? Why can't you be normal like anybody else? All right. Were your parents morons too? Savvy entrepreneur to the rescue! Congratulations, that really turned out well. I'm a really good job. I'm really, really, I'm surprised. You know, I wish I'd thought of that. I never thought anyone would How did you do that? I'm so glad you're here to your I wish I had the courage to follow my friends. Hello and welcome to the Savvy Entrepreneur Show. We're broadcasting on WLCB 101.5 FM from the greater Chicago, Milwaukee area. If you are an entrepreneur or a small business person, this show is for you. I'm Doris Nagel, your host for the next hour. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I've counseled lots of startups and small businesses over the past 30 years. I've seen a lot of mistakes and I've made plenty of them myself. The show has two goals, to share helpful information and resources, and to inspire you, hopefully making your journey as an entrepreneur just a little faster, easier, and maybe a little bit more fun. Now, to help with that, I have guests on the show every week who are willing to share their stories and advice. And this week's guest is Matt Cordio. He's the co-founder of Skills Pipeline and also the co-founder of something called Startup Wisconsin. And we'll talk about both of those today. Matt co-founded and is also the growth partner at Skills Pipeline, where they focus on technology recruitment for startups. And they also advise companies on various startup ecosystem and corporate innovation initiatives, connecting entrepreneurs to resources they need to scale their companies. He's also played a key role in fostering the Great Lakes startup ecosystem through various initiatives he's founded, including Five Lakes, Startup Milwaukee, and Startup Wisconsin. He's been recognized for his work advancing Wisconsin's technology community by Wisconsin Inno, the Milwaukee Business Journal, and Business Times Milwaukee. He serves on the boards of several community organizations, including the founding board of Marquette University student-run business program and Pro Healthcare's Innovation Council. In his spare time, he enjoys advising and mentoring technology entrepreneurs, continuing to develop, yes, the ecosystem. You've heard that word a few times. He also volunteers with organizations such as St. Vincent de Paul's Meal Program. And in his spare time, he also enjoys smoking meats and voting. Yum, that, that sounds good. So, Matt, thanks so much for being on the show today. Welcome to the Savvy Entrepreneur Show. Thanks, Doris, for having me. So I, I must have used the word ecosystem like about five times in the introduction here. You have been referred to by people in the state of Wisconsin as someone who is absolutely the person to talk about when it comes to the ecosystem in Wisconsin for startups and entrepreneurs. But I have to ask, what is a startup ecosystem? What is it? What isn't it? Yeah. So. Startup ecosystems aren't really new necessarily. I think the ultimate example of a startup ecosystem is what we know as Silicon Valley. But essentially, it's a really vibrant community that surrounds high-growth technology entrepreneurs. 
with resources, connections, talent, training programs to continue to feed the ecosystem, capital that is investing in the ecosystem. So it's really a kind of a disorganized network of resources that power the creation of new high growth technology or biotechnology ventures. And, you know, in the Midwest, pretty much every city has a a startup ecosystem, whether they know it or not. We typically, when you look at where all the venture capital flows in the, the country and the geographies with strong ecosystems, the majority of it's flowing to either the Silicon Valley region, New York, Boston, but there are plenty of people throughout the Midwest working to build strong startup ecosystems here in Wisconsin and throughout the Midwest in cities like Chicago, Minneapolis, and St. Paul. That is essentially what a, a startup ecosystem is, is it's hard to necessarily frame it as you know one thing because every city's ecosystem looks a bit different, but they have kind of the same core elements. Curious about that. So how does an ecosystem really develop? What makes places like Boston and New York and Silicon Valley and maybe uh, Research Triangle Park, what makes them vibrant ecosystems for entrepreneurs and other places not yet quite so much? How did that just happen? It's not like a bolt of lightning hit. There must be certain factors that kind of came together that helped foster that ecosystem, right? You know, I don't think anyone in Silicon Valley set out to make it Silicon Valley. So it's often an organic process. And and same thing with kind of some of the, the development we've seen in Boston. I don't think anyone really thought that it would be a, a tech startup hub. But kind of the core elements that have driven the creation of these really strong ecosystems and in the uh, country are having great educational institutions that are conducting research, are feeding talent into early stage companies, feeding, you know, ideas and creating new founders of new companies. You know, Stanford is notorious in Silicon Valley for being a, a breeding ground of young entrepreneurs and, and talent to fuel the growth of companies, whether it's, you know, a Google or a Facebook or the hundreds of other early stage tech companies there. In Boston, you've got Harvard and MIT, a lot of smart people, you know, but it's all not possible without entrepreneurs. And, you know, that's what I think is interesting about ecosystems is they're dependent, their success is dependent on kind of a chain reaction amongst uh, different players in the ecosystem. So you obviously have to have the founders and, and people with ideas and, and that want to grow and scale companies present in your ecosystem. You then need also people willing to take risk and invest in um, those early stage ideas and, and put their capital at risk to back entrepreneurs that they're passionate about that think um, you know, they, that investors think will will be successful. And, you know, really a venture capital where it was born out of was really kind of those more mature ecosystems today. So, you know, in the Midwest, it's not that we necessarily don't have an ecosystem. It, it might just be that our ecosystems are, are just starting now to really kind of uh, be unsurfaced and mature and grow as capital and talent becomes more distributed in the technology industry. Um, COVID, I think, has obviously accelerated 
um, the adoption of technology and also has accelerated kind of the decentralization of um, where people live in the tech sector. I've seen people move from, you know, coastal cities uh, to like Milwaukee during the pandemic. And, um, you know, we, we right now, I think, are at an interesting time um, when we think about the future of, of technology startup ecosystems in the Midwest. Um, but it does, it won't happen overnight. Um, you know, we've been personally, I've been working to build the Milwaukee startup ecosystem and Wisconsin startup ecosystem for almost a decade. Um, and we still have a lot of progress to make. And, um, it's also not one person or organization's, um, responsibility to build that ecosystem. Um, you know, it takes really, um, a bunch of organizations that are committed to really making high growth startup founders successful in their region. And it takes everyone from academia to finance to um, the local service providers, uh, attorneys and accountants and, and other people supporting entrepreneurs. So it really is an all on effort. And it's it's challenging to kind of claim success until you're already there. And then, you know, you might not feel like you're in the most successful ecosystem because you can always get better. Well, a couple of threads that I want to follow up on there, Matt, very thought-provoking. First is that you mentioned there need to be excellent universities that feed talent. Boy, you would think with the Midwest that the Big Ten, the greater Big Ten, B1G, I guess it's called, a consortium of universities. I mean, UW-Madison, the whole UW system, University of Minnesota, University of Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, you know, these are these are world class universities. So it's not that the Midwest lacks great universities and that's not even including a lot of smaller, excellent private schools. Right. But it may be that the universities just aren't either aren't feeding entrepreneurs or they are, but they're not staying connected so that there are common threads. What do you think? Yeah, I think universities, certainly the ones that I interact with a lot in the UW system and, and private schools in Wisconsin are definitely aware that they do play a role in helping build a vibrant startup ecosystem. And historically, the schools in the Midwest have created some really great talent. For example, the guy that wrote the initial internet browser, one of the initial internet browsers, called Mosaic, which became Netscape, Mark Andreessen uh, was actually a student at the University of Illinois when he yeah. kind of started his work. So, you know, that we've, we've cultivated great entrepreneurs through our universities. I think we haven't always provided them with reasons to stay in the, the region after they graduate. And Silicon Valley, people clearly can see there's an ecosystem there. and Part of what we do with some of the ecosystem activities that, that we promote are ensuring that we're getting college students into the local community, connecting with local investors, with local entrepreneurs, and, and showing them there is a pathway to go pursue a startup in the Milwaukee or, or Wisconsin ecosystem. Um, and, you know, there really are a ton of opportunities, I think, in the Midwest, regardless if you're in Milwaukee or Chicago or Madison or Indianapolis or Minneapolis or St. Paul, there are all these 
you know, ecosystems and great organizations that are working hard to build um, build stronger startup ecosystems here in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, you mentioned funding, and that's obviously a key one. I think one of my past guests talked about funding for Wisconsin and said, you know, that the percentage of the venture funds, it's a really small percentage that goes even to the Midwest, much less to Wisconsin. How do you encourage some of these funds to, to take a look, a harder look and take seriously some of the businesses and entrepreneurs that are budding in the Midwest? Yeah, I think that's a good question because often if you talk to entrepreneurs, they'll say there's not enough capital in the Midwest and you talk to the investors in the Midwest and they'll say there aren't enough investable companies uh, in <laughs> the Midwest. So uh, there's not an easy answer to this question. What I would say is that potentially, you know, why other metro areas have been able to really drive growth in their ecosystems is because there's been a successful technology company that has some sort of significant exit event, you know, a sale, an IPO or something. And then right. those founders and, and a lot of the employees too benefit financially from that sale. And often because they've helped build a successful company, they want to go do it again or or support entrepreneurs, right. the next generation of entrepreneurs. And you know, when you look at the amount of IPOs and exits in the tech space and in Wisconsin in particular, is it's kind of interesting to, to contrast it to Illinois too. You know, Wisconsin hasn't had a major technology company go public or exit to major private equity firm or something. I guess recently Jamf up in the Eau Claire region did go public after kind of a private equity firm had bought it and, and scaled it some more. So that's, a, I mean, I think a great, and now you see the seeds of an ecosystem kind of occurring in Eau Claire right now um, because the founders of Jamf are very involved in redeveloping that community and know that technology is really the future of, of that city and of our economy. And so we need more of those exits in Milwaukee and Madison. Certainly, you know, when you look at Chicago, Groupon, is an interesting company that IPO'd. It may not you know, necessarily have been the most sustainable large business, but it generated significant wealth for those founders. And actually, I just read one of the founders is now, I think, selling or, or merging his healthcare-focused startup that he created after leaving Groupon to another, like it's another big deal that he's doing. And so, you know, once you see like a big exit event, I think Indianapolis is another ecosystem where exact target was acquired by Salesforce. They kept thousands of employees in Indianapolis after Salesforce acquired it. And the founders went off and started their own venture fund and really have gotten involved in mentoring and starting new companies in that city. And you start to see kind of a flywheel occur where more and more people get engaged in the ecosystem by the actions of really, it takes a founder or somebody that understands the risk they're taking when they're investing in a technology company and, and how to right. grow one to, I think, foster a successful ecosystem. Minneapolis is a city I'm pretty familiar with, and it's very interesting how the city has really gotten a name for itself in fostering medical device companies and 
that I would say Minneapolis has actually been relatively successful when it comes to creating an ecosystem, whatever that looks like. It's certainly been fertile ground for lots of startup medical device companies. But in part, if I understand right, that that really came out of some of the investment work that the large medical device companies in Minneapolis, but there's also this very strong angel community network. What role do you think larger companies that may foster some of these spinoffs and is an angel, a strong angel network, a, a precursor, do you think, to having a, a vibrant ecosystem or, or getting venture capital in? So I do think that you definitely highlight a great point with those, you know, established companies playing a role. And, and I'm somewhat familiar with the Twin Cities ecosystem as well and definitely agree, like the presence of companies like Medtronic, mm-hmm. Ecolab, Cargill. And those Boston Scientific. Boston yeah. Scientific, yes. And, and the presence of all those companies really creates a talent pool of people that are interested in that type of technology and have the knowledge and also the talent to potentially found a company or be an early employee at a company. So, you know, I think that there is something to be said that for a region to successfully foster startups, they have to realize what their economic bases and their strengths. I think it's honestly something that in Milwaukee we've somewhat struggled from is really trying to understand what the strengths of our our cities and our region's economy is. You know, easy to say manufacturing is a strength of Milwaukee. It is, but specifically like Milwaukee's been very good at creating small engines powered by gasoline. And you look at what technology is doing to that, and it's definitely testing certain large companies in the ecosystem. And we've seen companies like Briggs and Stratton go bankrupt, and and yeah. Davidson have financial issues, you know. And and it's really hard to build an ecosystem based on knowing how to engineer small gas engines in the 21st century. That being said, there are companies in that space that have realized they need to evolve. And, you know, there's Generac, which is a large manufacturer of power systems, and they've moved away from viewing themselves as making generators and and small, you know, gas engines that generate power to using solar and other kind of emerging technologies to provide power management uh, solutions to residential and commercial customers. And they bought a bunch of startups and, and built an interesting company that's compelling and relevant. So I think it's really important. And and the Twin Cities definitely, when you go there and talk to the people in that ecosystem, they view their medical device strength, their just healthcare strength in general, United Healthcare is also there to be an asset to their ecosystem. And, you know, to a certain extent, you see that too in, in Madison with Epic Systems being based in, in Madison and a lot of young talent leaving Epic to go start startups or work at early stage companies. And, you know, that's definitely helped feed their ecosystem as well. But there are massive opportunities, I think, for a state like Wisconsin to really discover what opportunities, like what our true strengths industrially are, whether it's agriculture, food and beverage processing, 
manufacturing and in general advanced manufacturing, highly engineered products, healthcare. There are a lot of opportunities for us to build specialized ecosystems and pools of investors and talent based on kind of a better understanding of those assets. Yeah. Well, that seems to me is important for economic development in general, because you and I are very focused on entrepreneurs and startups, but people who do economic development want to be able to pitch a new factory for a business that might be located elsewhere or a foreign a foreign company that's coming in all those reasons help keep an economy strong and it's it is difficult probably to have a vibrant startup ecosystem if the economy itself is not coming along would you agree yes and, and i would actually also say i think the way that economic development has traditionally been done, you know, and it's nothing against Wisconsin's following the playbook of other states and and whatnot. Um, I don't think we're leading in this area in any way, but traditionally it's been that recruiting companies, corporate headquarters, it's trying to drag companies across state lines and, you know, it works short-term job gains, but it's really expensive. And, you know, what I would argue is, and what we're part of the work we're doing at the Wisconsin Startup Coalition is to advocate for policies that are driven by the private sector that lead to more investment in early stage startups by our state's economic development apparatus and our state government. Because we think you can take, for example, not to pick on the Foxconn situation, but you know, if you were to invest a billion dollars across a thousand uh, early stage technology startups in Wisconsin, I think you'd see a different kind of type of job growth and you'd see probably a lot more sustainable long-term job growth than the way that was done. And so, you know, I think it's it's really trying to figure out how can we evolve the way economic development is done here in the Midwest to two, also react to technology and its impacts on our Wisconsin economy. We should have probably been looking at how do we manufacture electronic vehicles or or components to electronic vehicles when it became clear Tesla was going to become a, and we still have time to do that, uh, when Tesla is going to be a, a major player in electronic vehicles is really the future or autonomous vehicles. Another example I like to use is the state of Wisconsin's dairy industry, which is just unfortunately seen you know some immense challenges with the decline in consumption of dairy products and uh, why aren't our economic development agencies going and reaching out to the manufacturers of dairy alternatives and you know maybe we should you know along with supporting our existing economic base build new capabilities based on our background of being a, a hub of agriculture and evolving with consumer tastes preferences and technologies so our economy remains strong and vibrant and and grows. And, you know, the next big opportunity in agriculture is looking at, could we get a plant-based meat factory here in Wisconsin? Because we know plant-based meat to a certain extent is here to stay. I personally will take a Wisconsin bread piece of steak from a great steer any day over an Impossible Burger or something like that. But there's a certain demographic <laughs> we'll that see. is... 
From somebody who smokes meats in his spare time, it doesn't surprise me, man. Yes, I, I am a total supporter of, of buying local and buying from farms, uh, pretty much all, all well, my that's, food. So. That's important, too. So, you know, I'm curious. This is something you're obviously very passionate about. How did you become so passionate about this to the point that you're really one of the ones leading the charge to develop and enhance the ecosystem for startups in Wisconsin. Yeah, I guess um, accidentally um, I fell into this. I myself have always been into like technology and coding and software development and kind of a combination of that and economics and business and entrepreneurship. So you know, I just kind of naturally, you know, when I was looking at leaving while well, graduating from, I went to school at Marquette, one of our state's great private uh, schools. And when I was looking at opportunities like for careers in technology or startups, I didn't really find any compelling opportunities at major local companies in Milwaukee. But I knew I wanted to stay in, in Milwaukee and I had actually had the opportunity to start a company while I was in college. and just kind of evolved and I learned there wasn't really a startup ecosystem. So I wanted to find all the people that thought that startups and technology and entrepreneurship was important and get them together and network them. And it just kind of has happened organically and kind of I've, I've expanded that work across the state as I've seen other cities in the state look to foster their own local startup ecosystems and, you know, just trying to support what they're doing based on what I've learned by trial and error and researching other ecosystems um, across the Midwest. But I also, you know, I'm an entrepreneur too. So I do this because I'm passionate about creating a a great environment. My company is a technology recruiting firm, Skills Pipeline. And, you know, we certainly benefit from having more technology companies to, to recruit talent for if uh, the startup ecosystem here in the state of Wisconsin is more successful. Well, and also, if there's a strong ecosystem, my sense is that people tend to know each other within the ecosystem and are more likely to say, oh, you need talent for your tech company. I know just the person who can help you, right? And you can't minimize the fact that that sort of personal connection and sense of belonging to a community probably makes a real difference. Totally. It's it's beneficial to our business. And I think, honestly, the way that I, I prefer to do business is to do it with trusted partners that come from a strong network of people that are have the same vision, which is really building a stronger technology ecosystem in Wisconsin. And I've just had a lot of fun over the past few years, and especially now with the Wisconsin Startup Coalition hitting the road and connecting with my friends in Stevens Point, Beloit, Green Bay, Appleton, Eau Claire, these cities across the state, in addition to Milwaukee and Madison, which I always I also love. But connecting with them and and learning about how they're building their businesses and building kind of what they hope is their hometown's next economic future and just kind of hearing their stories as well. Yeah. Well, Matt, I need to ask you to hold your thoughts for just a second. We need to take a quick break for station identification and a word from a few of our sponsors. This is Doris Nagel, and you're listening to the Savvy Entrepreneur Show. You know, Matt, 
You mentioned something early on that I want to come back to. You referenced having the various actors work together. And mm -hmm. one of the things that has struck me straddling as I do here between the Wisconsin and Illinois borders is that folks in Wisconsin actually, now you can, I'm sure there are ways that things that could be improved, but folks there really play quite nicely in the sandbox together compared to the state of Illinois. And I don't even know if there are many discussions in the state of Illinois about creating an ecosystem and so, yes, I, if I sound cynical, yes, I am. But, but I'm curious, how do you get people, all these different organizations, to play nicely in the sandbox? And how important is that, do you think? I think that it's definitely important that all organizations, I, I think maybe I'd describe it as kind of like a network web of kind of different connections that make an ecosystem successful. And those connections are definitely both informal and formal. But I would say that it's not necessarily a bad thing to have some competition in the ecosystem. I think that it's good to have certain organizations or certain groups that really, you know, might take two different approaches, for example, to running a, you know, startup accelerator program or um, universities that might offer different training programs and different technologies. I think that's not a bad thing to have competing thoughts and ideas. And I think that's what builds a stronger ecosystem, actually. And, and I do think that there could be more competition in, in the Wisconsin ecosystem to create better outcomes. But in general, I think that what really makes an ecosystem successful is it's really just one kind of simple, easy thing to say, and but I think it's a lot harder to do in practice, which is ecosystems need to be built around startup founders and all the stakeholders in an ecosystem need to recognize kind of that and not really leave the founder, the startup founder, the person that's putting their life's work, life savings on the line to build a new entity. If we aren't serving them and working in the best interest of helping them grow and be successful in our region, we ultimately don't really have an ecosystem at all. Where I've seen organizations that don't focus on founders not succeed is the fact that they basically uh, end up getting overly obsessed with their own self-interest preservation, their own agendas and ultimately you know startup founders are, are very smart people they know what organizations are working with them versus working in their own self-interest um, that might not be aligned with the goal of a startup founder so a uh, complex answer to that question but hopefully it yeah, that's right well let's switch gears a little bit and talk about a couple of organizations initiatives that are near and dear to your heart I know that you've been very active with the Wisconsin Startup Coalition. Talk a little bit about what that is and what its mission is and what its goals are. Yeah, so the Wisconsin Startup Coalition is an organization that I helped start back in 2020. Uh, so we're under a year old. And we really came together. It's, it's a really, I think, strong board of founders, investors, startup ecosystem builders from around the state of Wisconsin 
who share a mission and a vision that Wisconsin should be recognized and and should be delivering results and, and be one of the top startup ecosystems and startup states in the country. We also realize there's a lot of work to do. And there certainly are things that the state government and legislatures and economic development corporations can do to help enable a high growth startup technology sector in the state. And what the Wisconsin Startup Coalition is doing is basically as a 501c4 advocacy organization, we're actively advocating for issues that our members, predominantly over half of them are startup founders, and the people that really are supporting them are the other probably 30, 40% of our members. We have crafted an agenda that we want to promote various pro-growth policies in Wisconsin, you know, to our state legislators, our our different state agencies that are involved in crafting policy, because we think that, you know, while the government doesn't drive the creation of a strong startup ecosystem, it certainly could be doing more to enable high growth technology businesses here in the state of Wisconsin. So what are some of the kinds of things that the Startup Coalition is advocating be changed? One is to, you know, really incentivize and drive more private investment into early stage technology companies. So what we're saying is how can different state government entities or legislation help incentivize private investors to invest more in very early stage startups, which is obviously very risky. Startup yeah. companies do have a failure rate. It's, I think, certainly not as high as some publications would claim it is, but uh, there is risk involved. So how does the government incentivize investors to to take risk in growing these companies, which are truly have scaling potential and can create a bunch of jobs? It is risky, as I mentioned kind of before, when when talking about, you know, a billion dollars was put into a thousand startups versus a billion dollars put into a project like Foxconn. I think that if you look at kind of risk allocation and how you would manage a portfolio of investments, I wouldn't just go invest in one stock. I would invest in a thousand of them, especially maybe even more if I had a billion dollars. That's why venture capital has the structure it has, right? Which is you're going to invest in a bunch of risky companies and spread your risk and hope one or two of them pay up. Yes. And, and I think we're basically bringing that message to the state legislature, which is Wisconsin, you know, we are behind other states in fostering a strong startup and, and venture capital ecosystem. We're seeing Minnesota last year in 2020 had six times the amount of venture capital investment in their wow. state uh, and several more new uh, startups and, and venture deals. And Minnesota is a smaller state than the state of Wisconsin. So and that's a great example of how other Midwestern states have been able to build these ecosystems and used it as a competitive advantage for their state's economy. And, you know, we haven't really seen a huge wave of new wealth creation in Wisconsin. And we think that's, you know, imperative if we look to continue to grow as a state, grow our population, grow our GDP, grow our you know, economic output. In general, it's it's important to focus on those economic development policies that enable growth and do it 
in partnership with the private sector because ultimately the private sector is probably the best at allocating some of these dollars in terms of early stage uh, investments. Another thing we're focused on at the Startup Coalition, too, is we want to see a strong technology workforce in the state of Wisconsin. And there are several different ways you can address that. And our approach is kind of to look at every possible avenue for growing the technology workforce, because we're hearing from employers and startup founders that they don't have the talent they need to be successful in technology jobs, too, as, as a median you know, salary are much above the median or average salary of the average, you know, Wisconsinites. And so how can we, we're looking at really, how do we play the long game and the short game here? So the long game is supporting computer science education and, and other technology and entrepreneurship education uh, curriculum at a state level and, you know, making sure that every student has an opportunity in the K-12 schools, public schools in the state of Wisconsin to have uh, exposure to a career in technology. And, and we think that's important. But the short game is, and, and where there, are, I think, are a lot of opportunities is working with like the Department of Workforce Development and, you know, seeing could we develop upskilling programs that allow employers to really take advantage of uh, some of the different state funding to help upskill their their workforce on new technologies, on new processes, because the one thing that's constant in technology is change. You know, there constantly is a need to evolve your workforce in a tech-driven world, and we think the state of Wisconsin should have a comprehensive way of doing that. So how does all this fit in with your own company? I know your company does a lot of work in terms of finding tech talent, your company skills pipeline. That seems to kind of play exactly into what you were just talking about. Talk a little bit about that company and why you founded it and the role it plays in the ecosystem in Wisconsin. Yeah, so skills pipeline, I, I founded it right out of college and essentially have built a recruiting firm do recruiting for growth focused companies. And, you know, those companies can be in any sector from manufacturing to digital marketing to software to, you know, other kind of services or manufacturing uh, businesses. We specifically specialize in helping companies develop a strategy around how to recruit top technology talent, which is obviously right now in, in high demand and helping them recruit and not only recruit, but retain that talent, which is very fluid and, and now can really work from anywhere given COVID. Yeah. So we really work to understand the companies that we work with and, and form long-term partnerships to help them hire the right people to grow their business, whether it's an IT support technician to a software developer, to a project manager, to a C-level executive, or uh, just sales or marketing executive, we can really help with our network, help companies that are on a growth trajectory and, and need to hire and scale, not worry about the hiring part. We can really partner with them to help deliver them the top talent that wants to work with companies like theirs quickly and, and efficiently. Would you call the talent pipeline in Wisconsin strong? And if it 
if it is, what do you attribute that to? If it's not, what does the state need to do to make it stronger? I think it's, you know, it's it's interesting. Our both public and private universities have great technology training programs, computer science, software engineering programs. I think we actually graduate quite a few more students from those programs than there are entry-level job opportunities in Wisconsin for like a technologist. That's where we've seen this flight and brain drain from Wisconsin in terms of those those students. I mean, Facebook, Microsoft, you know, large tech companies, Google, they're recruiting out of UW-Madison. Amazon is another one. And they're looking to hire that talent and have them move to or historically have had them move to, you know, Seattle, Bay Area, New York, uh, Chicago to get their first job. And it's much harder to get somebody to boomerang back to Wisconsin if they don't have their first job here. So I think one of the opportunities and, and why building a startup ecosystem is so important is it grows the overall number of technology jobs needed in a state ecosystem. And we could really use some more opportunities that are engaging, exciting, and and include meaningful work for entry-level technology talent. The important thing about an ecosystem is that we have opportunities for really talent at all levels of their career. So it's important to foster startups and, and new companies in the tech sector to ensure that we're able to employ and give more entry-level job opportunities to these really talented college students that are, are coming out of you know, UW-Madison, UW-Stevens Point, UW-Green Bay, and all the other great computer science programs across the state to ensure that we don't drain our talent pool, we remain competitive in a tech-driven economy, and uh, you know, we can continue to, to grow that economy and move forward. One last question for you. Where do you see the Wisconsin Startup Coalition and Wisconsin's ecosystem in the next three to five years if things go well and you're successful? Yeah, my my goal is obviously to make the Wisconsin Startup Coalition very successful. We've only been around for a few months and already have over 40 members that are helping us push our, our message forward in the state. Wow. Um, I see Wisconsin, yeah, so I see the Wisconsin Startup Ecosystem continuing to grow. I think it's how much growth we want to to place on that ecosystem and and how much we can do at like a state and local level to enable that growth. And um, you know, I think that's why policy is important and why I got involved in the Wisconsin Startup Coalition. I think it, it truly is going to help pour the fuel on the fire that we need to get more large companies involved, get more private sector investors involved in the startup ecosystem and get more founders involved. And, and I think we can can do things to really attract entrepreneurs if we give them unique opportunities, whether it's, you know, opportunities to test their products in a, a sandbox environment, incentivize them to locate here by you know, investing in their startups and providing incentive for investors to back their startup here in Wisconsin. I really do think that the the Wisconsin startup ecosystem, it's been great to see over the past 10 years, more and more large employers, large companies get involved in the ecosystem. And and I think that that's really critical and, and key to seeing our state's ecosystem grow. But 
once again, it all comes back to the founders and just making sure that we're supporting them with the right resources. I have no doubt that in you know five to ten years we can can have a really vibrant ecosystem here in the state, and I I look forward to that day. I do as well. And Matt, I'm really glad you're out there working away to build the ecosystem. I think you've already made a huge difference because sitting here on the Illinois side of the border, I can only tell you most people in Illinois would kill to have the kind of ecosystem that Wisconsin has. The state needs its own mad cordials. So I'm glad you're out there and I have no doubt that the state is going to benefit from it, both short and long term. What I, I lied. One final question. How can people reach you if they're interested in knowing more, either maybe more about the Wisconsin Startup Coalition or they're an entrepreneur and they want to get more plugged in or maybe they need tech talent and are interested in skills pipeline? How should they connect with you? There are a few different ways. One is LinkedIn. I'm out there, Matt Cordio on LinkedIn. Also, my email is just Matt, M-A-T-T, at skillspipeline.com. Or feel free to follow me on Twitter at Matt Cordio. And Doris, thanks so much for having me today. Matt, it was a delight having you. It's some really exciting things going on in Wisconsin. And you are definitely an Uber connector and a mover and shaker in the state. So I'm grateful that you came on the show and shared your insights. That's our show for this week. Thanks so much for listening. And again, thanks to our guest today, Matt Cordio. You can find more helpful information and resources on my website, globalocityservicesplural.com. There's a library there of blogs, tools, podcasts, and other resources for entrepreneurs. Now, my door is always open for comments, questions, suggestions, or you can just shoot the breeze with me. Email me at dnagel, N-A-G-E-L, at lakesplural, lakesradio.org. I promise you'll always get an answer back from me. Be sure to join us again next Saturday at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern. We'll have another great guest and topic. But until then, I'm Doris Nagel, wishing you happy entrepreneuring.